0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of MagiCast AI, the podcast where we explore the wonderful world of ideas with a touch of magic. I'm your host for today, and… Yay! I am not a robot anymore. (laughs) Today, we're diving into a heated debate that has been going on for decades, whether capitalism or socialism is a better form of government. Ah. It's a topic that can stir up some strong opinions, so grab your popcorn and settle in. Now, before we dive into the nitty-gritty, let's establish a foundation for our discussion. According to the socialist view, individuals do not live or work in isolation but live in cooperation with one another. Society as a whole should own or at least control property for the benefit of all its members. Ah! Sounds quite altruistic, doesn't it? On the other hand, capitalism emphasizes the freedom of individuals to own property and pursue their own economic interests with minimal government intervention. It's like a wild west of economic freedom. yee Now, the question arises, should the United States embrace socialism? Some argue that it should because it could balance out the negative effects of unfettered capitalism. After all, the American public already supports many socialist policies that work fine within free market structures. It's like mixing oil and water, but somehow making it work. (laughs) On the other side, there are those who argue that the United States already has too many costly and unpopular socialist entitlement programs. They believe that the government should promote equal opportunity, not promise equal results. It's like a tug of war between Robin Hood and Lady Justice. Socialists complain that capitalism leads to unfair concentrations of wealth and power in the hands of a few. Ah, The classic tale of the 1%. It's like a game of Monopoly where one player ends up owning all the properties and bankrupting everyone else. (laughs) As socialists see it, true freedom and equality require social control of resources. But there's a disagreement among them. Some believe almost everything, except personal items, should be public property. It's like a massive yard sale, but you don't get to keep what you buy. Others, however, are willing to accept private ownership of small or medium-sized businesses. It's like a buffet where you can pick and choose the dishes you want to share. How considerate? Another point of contention among socialists is the way society should exercise its control of property and resources. Some want to invest public control in a central authority, like the state, while others think decisions should be made at the local level. It's like a game of chess where every move is decided by a committee, whoa, that might take a while. (laughs) Now, let's dive into the history of these ideas. You see, the concept of common ownership and equality has been around for centuries. Back in 1516, the English humanist Sir Thomas More envisioned a society in his book Utopia where land and houses were common property. Imagine changing houses every ten years, just to avoid developing pride of possession. It's like a never ending game of musical chairs. The Diggers, a socialist sect in England during the 17th century, believed that the world should be shared, not divided for private profit. They were like the original founders of the Sharing Is Caring motto. Aww. The passionate critics of industrial capitalism in the 19th century saw the rise of utopian socialists like Claude Henri de Saint Simon. He advocated for public control of property through central planning, where scientists and engineers would guide society to meet its needs. It's like having a team of super intelligent advisors ruling the world. Avengers, assemble. Robert Owen, another industrialist turned socialist, believed that people are shaped by their social conditions. He called for a change in these conditions to create a more harmonious society. It's like saying, if you don't like the weather, change your clothes. And let's not forget about Charles Fourier and his disdain for the competitive market. He believed that institutions like marriage and the market were holding people back from true harmony. It's like a dance party where everyone is stepping on each other's toes, but instead of stepping, it's capitalism. So, what have we learned from this whirlwind tour through history? Well, capitalism and socialism both have their merits and drawbacks. I guess it's like choosing between chocolate cake and apple pie. Can't we just have both? Ultimately, the debate between capitalism and socialism is an ongoing one. It's like the never-ending saga of Star Wars or the Kardashians, always there to ignite passionate arguments. And that wraps up today's episode of MagiCast.ai. I hope we've shed some light, brought some laughter, and maybe even sparked a few thoughts in your magical minds. Remember, there's no right or wrong answer in this debate, just different shades of economic magic. Until next time, folks. Stay curious, stay magical, and keep debating. Thank you for listening to Magicast.ai.